Today, tonight, is one of the most auspicious and holy nights of the year. And most definitely, we wanted to talk a little bit. Elijah, are you with me? We wanted to talk a little bit about this holy day, this holy night. The Our, our Master, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, the Rashbi, uh, our prayers and hearts are with our brothers and sisters in Israel. There was a terrible tragedy there. A lot of people passed away. It's really heartbreaking. And Rabbi Shimon's uh, grave collapsed. The, um, the, the bleachers. And we hope that in his Zechut, all the sick people get out of the hospital totally healthy and fine. Um... We um, wanted to talk tonight about the Kabbalistic aspect of why it's such a happy day for us Jews, Lagba Omer. Lagba Omer is a very festive day. And there's an amazing book that talks about Mishnat Gilgulim. Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, believe it or not, is the the Arizal says he's the reincarnation of none other than um, Moshe Rabenu. He's a spark of Moshe Rabenu's neshama. Now, why is this so important to know? Because we have to understand one thing and one thing which is very important and that is that certain righteous people most people they become reincarnated because they haven't reached their tikkun they haven't reached their total mission in life so they need to come back so they can get to their tikkun but there's certain very 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 powerful souls like the soul of Moshe Rabbeinu that these souls are so important that these souls are coming to uplift the world again, to bring it back, to give us a, a jump and a boost. So this is a very important idea that Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai is the spark of the soul of Moshe Rabbeinu. And his son, which helped him write the Zohar, Rabbi Lazar Beno, he is a reincarnation of who? He's a reincarnation of that young Levi, which is a great great grandson of Moshe Rabbeinu, that was a servant for the first idol that was brought into the Jewish nation, Pesal Mecha. His name was Yehonatan ben Gershon ben Menashe. He was a great grandson of, Me- of Moshe Rabbeinu. So, Moshe Rabbeinu. Rab Shimon Bar Yochai is a Gilgul, is a spark of Moshe's soul. His son, Rabbi Lazar, which is buried parenthetically right near him, out of 13 years was together his Chavruta, his study partner. In the cave is a Gilgul of Moshe Rabbeinu's great grandson, Yehonatan ben Gershom. Now, we know that Moshe Rabbeinu is the greatest of all prophets. He 
saw and experienced God mouth to mouth, face to face and he was the one that got us the Torah Torah he went on the mountain of Sinai and when Moshe Rabbeinu you know the captain is only as great, great, as, great as his crew on the ship when the Jews sinned Moshe's Rabbeinu, Moshe Rabbeinu's level also came down. A lot of people don't know this. Moshe Rabbeinu complains this in the fifth book of the Torah, Devarim, that if you look, read the Torah carefully, one of the reasons why Moshe Rabbeinu compl- didn't, was not, did not merit to go inside the land of Israel was because he, the Jews had sinned by the eagle. Now, it says, The Zohar says, the Arizal says, scary thing. I just was saying this tonight in shul to the people. When we accepted the Torah, we're on the 33rd night of the Omer, believe it or not, just another less than a month to Shavuot it's an amazing amazing idea that when we accepted the Torah that was like going back that was synonymous to going back to the Garden of Eden and when we failed terribly it's like we got kicked out of the Garden of Eden a second time. It says, Ani amarti Elohim atem kulchem. David HaMelech writes that in Tehillim, that I said that you guys will be godly, will be angelic. Achen ka'adam tamutu. So, it's an amazing idea. When Moshe Rabbeinu went the second time to get the second pair of the Ten Commandments, which were unfortunately much more inferior and less godly than the first one because the first one God had engraved the um, the stone was engraved by God the material was heavenly the stone was heavenly Moshe only was, had one thousandth of the holiness and the Zohar the radiance the sun the godly sunlight that was emanating from his face so, for example, you know the Midrash and Archachamim tell us that the first Ten Commandments, whoever would learn the Torah from Moshe Rabbeinu, at the first Ten Commandments would never forget. The second Ten Commandments, uh, Kabbalistically, is only one one thousandth Moshe Rabbeinu has of that energy, that spiritual light. Now, by the way, this is Kabbalistically why we're in the third book of the Torah. And the Arizal, the Chida, all the Kabbalists bring this in the name of the Arizal. The reason why the third book of the Torah has a small Aleph is to show show us that after God called Moshe Rabbeinu into the Mishkan, which was built um, after the second, right? The Shekhinah, God's presence had left the Jews after they did the golden calf. The reason to bring the build the Mishkan, the holy tabernacle, is to be, bring God's 
presence back to the Jewish nation. The small Aleph in Vayikra is to show us that Aleph stands for Aleph. Moshe Rabbeinu's radiance and Zohar and light and spiritual light was one one thousandth of what it could have potentially been if the Jews had not done the sin of the golden calf. Now, the Rashbi now we know the, the Rashbi, the Zohar it's I, I must say I'm ashamed the um, we, we you know the Sephardic Jews of Yerushalayim especially are much much more familiar from a younger age of the other parts of the Zohar two of the most important parts of the Zohar is called the Idra Rabbah and the Idra Zutra the small Idra and the large Idra the Idra is a very important thing to read on the yard side, on the Hilula on the soul of your parents now the Ari HaKadosh says that when Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai had all his students in a circle and he taught them the Idra he got to the same spiritual level that Moshe Rabbeinu had gotten when he went to accept the second pair of the Ten Commandments, the Luchot Hashniot. But it was it was not possible for him to to get to the basically, you know. Every time God punishes the Jewish people. Right now, these 28 are unfortunately people that died in this tragedy in Miron. We're, it it, 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 it uh, sours our whole festivity of Lag Bomer. We're getting a little bit punished for the sin of the golden calf. Because even the Rashbi, when he got to the height of his spiritual career, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, by the way, the acronym, just like Rashi, is Rav Shlomo Yitzchaki. The Rashbi is the We apologize to everybody. We had a little bit technical difficulty over there. But, um, so we, we have to understand that every time the uh, Jewish nation gets punished, some of the, uh, we're, it's a payback. It's a payback for the sin of the golden calf. So, even, even, um, the Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, the tragedy that happened, uh, today, unfortunately, is a little bit payback for that. Now, moving right along, it says that we're going to try to bring the similarities between Moshe Rabbeinu and Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai because this is a very important Kabbalistic idea that whenever you're a reincarnation of a specific person 
your mazel and your personality is very similar because it's the same soul, it's the same energy. It's the same person that's, that has come back in a different body, but exactly the same soul. It says that just like Moshe Rabbeinu's face was radiant, the, the face of the, the Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai was also radiant. That's why they, we call his book the Zohar, the Zohar HaKodesh. Because it, 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 he's part of that same soul. And that's why he has that same radiant Nurani, the, uh, that special light emanating from his face, like his previous Gilgul when he was uh, in, in, in the body and the form of Moshe Rabbeinu. And it says the Rashbi, Rab Shimon Bar Yochai, testifies about himself. So actually, this is a fascinating thing. <laughs> it says that Moshe Rabbeinu, when he came down the second time, he was not aware that his face had become radiant. But the Rashbi had one-upped him. Rab Shimon Bar Yochai, when he came down, when he came out of the cave, I believe, he, he already knew that his face had become radiant. In all the songs that we sing in the honor of Shimon Bar Yochai, it's clear. So another an, another way, common denominator between the Rav Shimon Bar Yochai and Moshe Rabbeinu is if the word Kizeh Ha'ish Moshe equals 703. Shimon Bar Yochai also equals 703, Gematria, numerical value. So the Rashbi actually Zeh Ha'ish Moshe is talking when the Jews did the golden calf. That's where Moshe Rabbeinu's name is, is indicated in the Torah. So, it says that the Rav Shimon Bar Yochai is a Gilgul, is a spark of the soul of Moshe Rabbeinu, not at the pinnacle of his closeness to God when he he went to get the first set of the Ten Commandments. He's the one, he, he, he revealed the stuff at the Second Commandment. Now, going on to something amazing I heard from Rav Asher Weiss when he came with Rav Steinman, Rav Ben Chaim and Rav... Um, and the Gera Rebbe. The question that can be asked is, is that why are we so happy at at uh, Lagba Omer? I mean, the the bottom line is is that for thirty three days, twenty four thousand students died, so there was nobody else left to die. On average, Rabbi Akiva, I think, went to seven hundred fifty approximately funerals a day. How is that possible? I don't know. But if you divide twenty four thousand into thirty three days. It's in the 700s. 
The question is, is that why do we dance? Why are we happy? So the Rama, because everybody died. So well, uh, there was no fu- other funerals. There was nobody left to die. So that, I mean, that's super depressing. Why would why would we be happy? So it says the uh, Ramami Pano, the great Italian Kabbalist, says an amazing, amazing thing. It says the Satan, once all the 24,000 students were dead, it had a kitrug, it had a verdict on Rabbi Akiva. He says, it was probably Rabbi Akiva's fault that he wasn't a good enough teacher that these 24,000 students died. So Hashem told the Satan, no. Rabbi Akiva, like we learned in last week's parsha, he always taught, kamocha, love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. It says in Tana Debaliyahu, Eliyahu Navi taught us, practically speaking, is that we need to respect each other. Literally, you can't love anybody as you love yourself. So, the idea is very important that we're celebrating that the Hashem rejected what the the, the Satan that satanic midat din. He wanted to put God in 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 a, in a mood of strict judgment and say he's the captain of the ship. He needs to go down with the ship. So the glorious thing of Lag Bomer is that Hashem said, "No, Rabbi Akiva has to live. He has to set up." Five more Talmidim. Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, Rabbi Meir Balanes, Rabbi Yoseh, Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Yehuda. See, the, the deeper idea of, of Lagba Omer is, is the same idea of the Holocaust. I mean, I think one out of another million people, Rabbi Akiva would have retired and said, listen, I had 24,000 students. Every single one of them died. I must be a very bad rabbi. God has rejected me. God has slapped me in the face worse than than anybody could even fathom and imagine. But Lagba Omer teaches us that no. Even if they burn six million of us, God forbid, the Jew never gives up. The Jew... Like Abraham, ten times God tested him. God, he went and sacrificed his son. What was the result? His beloved, the apple of his eye, his wife, Sarah died. Did he give up? No. The Jews' mission never ends. We never know why, we never know how, we never... We don't ask questions. Rabbi Akiva is that glorious idea that yes, for 33 days I attended or got news that on each day around 750 of my students that I love like my own children died. But I don't, do I give up? No. And what was the result of Rabbi Akiva not giving up? We got Rabbi Meir Balanes, we got Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai that wrote the Zohar that um, enlightened our eyes to this reality that there's more than meets the eye. There is a spiritual reality to all the Torah and mitzvahs that we do. And that's what's giving sustenance and energy to the whole world.
if one second there is no Torah, the whole world will collapse. So Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai is the one that's showing that there's a spiritual DNA to the world. There's a spiritual physics that depends on our study of Torah and carrying out the mitzvot. If Rabbi Akiva would have given up, then there would be no Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, there would be no Rabbi Lazar. As the Gemara in Yevamot clearly says, the world was about to die out because there was no Torah being studied. This was the biggest and most important yeshiva in the world. But, and, and that's the real miracle that we saw 60, 70 years ago. My Rosh Hashiva of Weinberg said that, you know, all the yeshivas in, in Europe were decimated. But did the Gedolim, did our leaders give up? No, they have that same energy of Moshe Rabbeinu. That same energy of Avram Avinu. A Jew, even if they burn and gas chamber six million of us, you could burn the Jew's body, you could never burn his spirit. Because the Jews, Yisrael, the right of a Kutcha just like God is eternal, the Torah is eternal, the Jew is all eternal. The Prophet Yeshaya says that the word that I've been Inculcated and put in your mouth will never be forgotten. And now we see this glorious truth that after just a few dozen years, not only were the Nazis not able to destroy the Torah, and the Sephardic world also only had really one yeshiva, like Shoshanim Ledavin and Purat Yosef. Both the Hasidic world, the Sephardic world, the Torah world, in the last 70 years, right now, we have over 100 seminaries just for girls to learn in. Yeshi- the equivalent of a yeshiva for women. Higher education after high school. There, every year, dozens of yeshivas, new yeshivas are opening up in Israel, outside Israel. That's the power of Rabbi Kiva. You never give up. That's the power that we again demonstrate in modern history that they, they could come and destroy all the yeshivas in Europe. But the soul of the Jew is, Jew is in, in, indestructible because it's godly. It's a spark of God. So may Hashem help us to realize the energy of Lagba Omer is the energy that the Jew never gives up. The Jew... Jew nobody, nobody can cause the Jew to give up because the, he has the Torah. And by that... In all circumstances, the Torah is, the, is, is our glowing light because you can never, 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 never destroy... You know, the, the, the father-in-law of Rabbi, Rabbi Mer Balanes was Rabbi Tarfon, Rabbi Hanania ben Taradion. So they, the, the Romans, when he was studying, he was teaching Torah in public and it was a capital crime there. They, they, in the town square, they wrapped the Torah that he was teaching people around him and they burnt him alive. And the student said, what do you see? He says, I see they're burning the Torah, the leather skin that it's written on, but the words are floating in the air. Same thing. They could burn Rabbi Akiva, they could take ironclads and and try to rip off his flesh. But the soul and the energy of the Jew is above physicality. Nobody can destroy it because it is part of God and may Hashem help us 
to always grow closer and closer to him. I saw people that are always getting better and they are very few. May we be in that group, that elitist group, the la creme de la creme of the whole world, that top 0.001% of the people that never are satisfied with their current spiritual situation. They always want to get better and better strive higher and higher. Amen.